0: Welcome to the Be Together podcast. We believe here that God did not desire for man to be alone. We are created with a need for companionship. So, this gift has come to us through family and friends. Join me, Sarah, and my husband, Andrew, each week as we sit down with some of our favorite people and share our hearts on some fun and some difficult topics. Join us. Let's be together. Welcome back to the Be Together podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I know we've been on a short break. We kind of took the month of June off um, just for getting settled into summer, and we traveled a little bit and just had some things going on, so... We're happy to be back. Um, you may have seen on our social media posts, but we reached a thousand listens Woo! since we've recorded, and we just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening today and just sharing our episodes, and that's been really encouraging. Um, we spent, like I said, we spent June kind of off from the podcast, but we also spent time kind of reflecting on future episodes and kind of a direction that we wanted to take. Uh, also brainstorming some ideas on, I guess, what we want to do in the future with the podcast. So um, we're excited to be back. We're calling today's episode, episode 12, we're calling it Be the Light.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk a little bit about current events. Uh, I know that The month of June also uh, was really heavy for us for COVID and for the quarantine and things like that. And uh, it's challenged some of our uh, worldview and our Christian point of view. And so today we're going to have some conversations about how do we navigate that from a Christian's perspective and from our perspective um uh with everything that's going on in the world today which is kind of
0: weird. Yeah, um I was listening actually to a different podcast today and it was talking about the word weary and the person that was recording it basically just said she's like I'm weary right now. Um uh, with everything going on it's just it's heavy and you you feel you feel weary and she mentioned um in the Bible how there was a lot of situations where God spoke to the weary. And um, he told them to take heart and uh, encouraged them. And so if you're listening and you have had moments in the last few weeks where you're feeling weary, just maybe emotionally, spiritually, maybe physically, depending on what you're going through, um, just remember that that's nothing new in this world. (laughs) People feel weary and um, just lean into God. And we're going to look at, like Andrew said, some different kind of topics and talk about how we're navigating our thoughts on some of these issues. And, you know, just like with anything, you may agree and you may disagree and that's okay. Uh, But hopefully you'll find something in what we share today to be an encouragement. So we're calling this episode, Be the Light. And we're using that um, phrase based on some biblical references. And so we're going to take a second and talk about in the word of God, in the Bible, light is used as a reference to represent life and to represent
1: righteousness and, and God's yeah, God
0: given like yeah. it it talks about like oh there's a, I have a bunch of verses pulled up Um There's one in Matthew 4.16 and then Matthew 5.16, but 4.16 says, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And it's talking about the everlasting life through christ and then in matthew 5 16 there's another one in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven because if you have christ living in you then you are a light or a lamp to the world absolutely um it also talks in different places about um the darkness which would be the opposite of that so that would be evil that would be um things of this world or sinful things um it, there's one in John eight twelve. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that's why we're calling this episode, Be the Light. Because right now the world is very dark and there's a lot of evil. There always has been. But a lot of it has really like come to the surface, I think, in the last couple of months. And yeah. so... We want to focus on how we can have Christ shining through us and we can be a light. Yeah. And you know, there's some things that are in the media or that are really getting a lot of attention right now for good reason, um, but are very, very um, clear in the Word of God. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I would consider those things non controversial. There, there are certain things or tenets of the gospel that should be very, very um, agreed upon, no matter what denomination you are, no matter what kind of church you worship in, no, ma- no matter kind of what your family are bringing. If you are a Christian, there are certain things that you can look into the Bible and say, yep, this is pretty straightforward. Uh, and one of those things is uh, is very prevalent right now in the media and in um, just our culture today, and that is racism.
0: Yeah, the Bible is very clear. There's no question that you know Jesus said that we are all created in his image and in that same regard we've all sinned and he died for us all and it's it's all it's it's all encompassing and um obviously anything else that's coming uh, opposing that is evil anyone who interprets that in any other way that's just plain evil absolutely and um we should fight for that justice. We should remember that we are all created in God's image, that He loves us all, and that, you know, it doesn't matter what color our skin is, what our heritage is, um, God died for all of us. Absolutely. And so, you know, I think some of the things going on in the world right now, we wanna fix them and, and there's steps that we can take, and we're gonna talk about some of that stuff in a little bit, but um there's some things that are just really clear. And then there's other things going on right now that the Bible doesn't explicitly give us direction. One of the big hot topic items, in fact, right now as we're recording this, um, our city council is voting on masks, the mandate of masks. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to get into our views on that necessarily, but it's fair to say that we can't open the word of God and it say whether or not you know, you should wear a mask or you shouldn't. Absolutely. It doesn't, it's not clear. And so these are those situations that we find ourselves in where it's like, how can I be the light when it's so controversial and political? Let's Mm -hmm. just be honest, even though maybe it shouldn't be, it is. Um, How do we move forward in that and show God's love and yet exercise our freedoms and things like that?
1: Yeah, one of the ways that um, uh, a phrase that I have come to learn and love is called sphere of influence. That's something that I talk a lot about at my work. And now I don't know if it's good that I brought work home with me, but I'm talking about it at home as well. Um, But understanding your impact and your area of impact. Um, So the pandemic in general uh, is pretty scary. Um, no matter what you're, what side of the political fence you are on or where you are with, um, is it a big deal, is it not a big deal, it's still kind of scary no matter what uh, because of the breadth of impact that it has across our economy, across people, across deaths, across sickness, Jobs, across countries. Everything. Like It's just everything like that. And when you look at that, when I look at that as a whole picture, I get... Terrified a little bit. I'm like, ah, man, it's too big for me. I can't understand it. I can't grasp it. I can't change it. And so um, one of the things that I try to implement is I need to understand where my spheres of influences are. I cannot impact the pandemic on a whole.
0: Or like the World Health Organization. Other, you know, even big decisions that are being made. Even if they're like school district decisions or whatever. There's so Uh much going on that we... Like Andrew said, you can just get
1: terrified. And it's also uh, bringing it back to the Christian light. Like my light for Christianity is not going to stretch across the pandemic. And so it's trying to figure out where can my light shine the brightest to show Christ's love and point people to Christ, even in this terrifying situation. So then it's like, all right, where are my sphere of influence? And so first of all and foremost, my biggest sphere of influence is myself. I can impact the way that I act. I can impact uh how I go about things, my um, hygiene with, with that, my.
0: And I think it's reaction. an attitude. Like, yeah. it's an attitude of Christ like yeah. being someone who's ready to listen, um being somebody who is uh being proactive, um seeking answers, not just sitting back. Yeah. You know, those are all things that are Christ like. Um, and and as, also
1: seeking seeking Christ
0: in that, yeah, asking of course. for Him. Yeah, like, that's to, where we go for that. Yeah, praying for that wisdom, like looking into the Word of God. Um, but that's all. That's all something that Andrew has to.
1: Yeah, I have to do myself. He has like, to I have to take, take that, to, that take initiative. The yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, and then you, and then from there, then you can start expanding your sphere. So then my next sphere of influence, of course, would be Sarah and the kids, Sarah and our boys. Like, I can impact them with my attitude, my character, how I react to certain things. Uh, I can impact them on how they view the pandemic. If I am terrified of the pandemic, they know that. If I am washing my hands every day, they know that. If I'm wearing a mask every day, they know that. They pick up on those things. So my influence is very strong in my family. Sarah and I have conversations about certain things and we bounce ideas. We don't have to agree on everything. We don't, but we are still in our sphere of influence and we can influence each other in good ways.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's something that happens whether you're intentional about it or not. As a teacher, I can say like, I hear students say things and they word them exactly like they heard them from their parents. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't even understand totally what they're saying, but they just repeat or their actions are reflective of actions their parents have. So, you know, it's really important to remember that. Like, that is your tightest sphere of influence, you know. And it's important. Like, your family mm-hmm. and your role as a father or a mother or a sister, brother, daughter, it's really important. And so, I think that that is somewhere we should definitely spend time focusing and being um, mindful that people in that group are watching and they care and so Mm -hmm. it's really important to be strong in that sphere of influence yeah
1: and so then like those are the first two spheres and those are where your your light is the brightest Mm -hmm. um, and the most impactful Um, and then you get to the third sphere and I clump a lot of things into the third sphere third sphere is uh, a close friend's but typically also the people that I work with. Mainly because I spend 40 hours That's a week what I was gonna say. with it's them.
0: Outside the family, the next level is just whoever you spend the most time with. Yeah. Which it's probably coworkers and friends. Mm-hmm. Um and Mainly so, like, for most people.
1: Yeah. And so my influence with my friends is a little bit different. Like they know me from way back. So there's a little bit of history there. Right. Um, but also what I am noticing through this pandemic, especially with working from home and being virtual and stuff like that. Like my impact on my coworkers is actually a lot more than I expected. Um, I'm a pretty bubbly guy um, throughout the work week. I'm pretty positive. And you would be amazed on how many comments I get throughout the work week of just like, man, you're always always on fire for this meeting. No one wants to go to this meeting, but we can always count for you to be excited, even if it's a boring meeting. Uh, you, you're, you just put off this energy when you do that. And it actually makes me feel better as well. I've heard these comments and I'm like, man, I'm impacting these people, even though I'd like to be in a room with them. I'm virtual. Um, and so my sphere of influence, I think, I didn't think my impact was very high, but through this pandemic, I've found out that my impact is a lot higher than what I expected. Um, and that changes, um, my responsibility I think for that sphere and yeah. for my Christ likeness, like
0: I, I... F- I saw a quote and I actually posted it on my Facebook. If you, if you're on my Facebook, but I saw this quote and it kind of goes with what you're saying. It said, the world is changed by your example, not your opinion. Yeah. And so you set an example through your actions, through your attitudes, um, that people will actually notice and, and they'll ask or they'll, it'll be contagious in mm-hmm. a good way. um, and so I think that's something that we we definitely have to remember. Notice that Andrew, in his sphere of influences, never once mentioned social media. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, work. social media has just been this thorn in my side, honestly, through all of this because everybody feels the need to get on there and blast their opinion. And it doesn't really matter
1: don't, do you like that's
0: not impacting people yeah. um i mean if you're an, uh, an influencer with mil- thousands or millions of followers maybe but even people i agree with when i see them get on social media and blast i'm just like dude like what are you doing so i don't know it what, just rubs me the wrong way hardcore
1: yeah one of the greatest things that was before social media was when um Someone would say an opinion that you didn't really like. If you were in a conversation, you could walk away. Yeah. And in social media, it feels like you can't walk away. Even if you scroll past it quickly or if you try to avoid that, it just keeps coming around. Um, and that's that's the goal of social media. They want to keep your eyes locked on it. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that I have kind of checked out on some. So I still have Instagram which sucks me in. Like I, I would be the first one to tell you that Instagram sucks me in because it's you know pretty videos instead of me reading a lot. So,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think that that is just something that um, I wish was different in our society mm-hmm. right now. Well,
1: and I think that that is attributing to it. So, like we get to those three levels. Once you get past the third level, um, the the problems are so big. The the issues are so big. That it is it is a collective that needs to change. It. It's a community that needs to make change. But with social media, in my opinion, I think that it, it gives people a platform to think that they're going to change something based on an opinion that they just put in Facebook. Yeah. They blasted something so like...
0: And it doesn't 1,500 people are
1: going to cha- read this and it's going to change their lives. But it doesn't. It's not. I mean, <laughs> I think the only thing that changes people's lives is repentance and Christ. Like you spouting off... Some sort of opinion about political things or the pandemic or whatever it's not you're an echo chamber the fifteen hundred people that you're going to look at that or thousands or whatever like that are going to look at it are your echo chamber typically they're not a lot of people that you disagree with yeah and so and so that is a bad it 's a slippery slope to go down uh, and so that 's why I always say that the three levels of your sphere of influence those are where you make your money <laughs> those are where you make. Not your money, your impact. Your impact, but like you you impact people for Christ in those areas. You impact people at work, your friends, your family. Those are the places that you can have a high impact and also be influenced back. If you're stepping up in the wrong places, those three areas of your, those three spheres of influence will also impact you back and be able to change and um, bring accountability to, to you if you need it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So now we, we've talked a little bit about spheres of influence and I, um, as the you know, internal optimist, I've put a lot of positive spin on uh, the spheres of influence when I talk about them. So now let's get into a conversation about what happens when there is a situation where you're talking to your neighbor and it is one of those things that is a gray area. Bible doesn't really talk about it um, clear cut wise. And there's an opinion out there that clashes hardcore with you um, that you don't have a concise agreement on. Yeah. What do you do in that situation? And
0: we know that happens. I mean, I can think of situations with my coworkers. I can think of a particular neighbor right now that we definitely clash with and things like that. And so this happens. It's the reality, right? But I think we live in a society that paints this picture that if I don't agree with you then I'm against you. It's like you're either for it or you're against it. Yeah,
1: and you're 100%. It. If yeah. you if you don't agree with one particular topic. Then
0: you hate that person you, or you on hate every that. every other topic. Yeah. yeah. So here's a quote I'm going to read. And stay with me because I think it's really good. Um, it's from Louis Giglio. I really like this dude. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Um, but here's his quote, so stay with me. It says, Just because God loves you doesn't mean that he agrees with you love and agreement are not the same. God doesn't love you because he sees eye to eye with you on everything. He loves and values you because he created you and you bear his image. He wants his great love for you to win you over to his way of life. So you become all he made you to be in the same way. Listen to this. I don't need to agree with you to love you. Love and agreement are not always the same thing. I can love you Because you are a person of great worth to God, even if we disagree. Preach. Boom. Mm. Mic drop. Mm. Okay, so that is totally what I hope to encompass. I do not think that because I disagree with somebody that I'm against them. Or because they disagree with me or against each other. I do not think that that's a healthy way to live, but I do think that's the way our society is painting the world right now.
1: Absolutely. I think that, um, and it's hard, what's hard for me is to look out there at these disagreements when there can't even be a dialogue started. It is, there's immediate reactions to yelling at each other or or putting people down or things like that. Instead of just saying, okay, let's, what is your opinion? Here's my opinion and let's talk about where we overlap because that's typical it's it's typically not cut and dry. You're on side A and I'm on side B. But it is it, typically crosses and like, well, you're we cross a little bit here, we agree on A, B and C but we disagree on E. I mean, there every argument has so many complexities. But it's like
0: you said, if people aren't willing to talk about oh, it yeah. or just to ask questions, then you don't even get to that point no, you don't. it's just there's a wall and a divide and this is also why i think that so many things become political
1: oh my gosh yeah everything
0: because it's an election year i mean that's part of it tensions are just high yeah. um but i feel like those situations just everything gets turned you know right to left red to blue
1: absolutely um
0: and i hate that but I think it's important to remember that if someone's living in sin and it's clearly cut in the word of God that it's sin that um you know that's different than mm-hmm. if we disagree with a neighbor on something that isn't biblical necessarily. Absolutely or or isn't clearly, you know, laid out in the word of God as a, you know, you must wear a mask yeah. because God said so. Like
1: there are definitely tenets of the gospel that you need to yes. dig, dig your heels in and say, no, this is we're not faltering on this. Christ died for all of us. Uh he rose again for all of us. Those are things that we can dig our heels in and And be proud of digging our heels in. Right. And then there are other instances and other conversations where you need to be able to listen in a a constructive way. Um, Actively listen to someone and understand and have empathy and sympathy. Things that are not common traits these days. Um, Being empathetic and sympathetic is something that needs to be learned
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and taught. Taught to children on how to understand empathy and sympathy and understand how a dialogue can help a conversation and help friendships. Um, I also I'm, think there needs you know, to be a
0: shift from victim mentality. Yep. I think victim mentality is another thing. But one thing I want to say um, that goes back to something Andrew said earlier is this is why it's really important to know the Word of God. Yes. Because we have to know what things are clear in the Word of God, and we have to know um, what God, you know, wants for His people. And so, we've already done an episode. If you go back and listen to why we think it's important to know the Word of God, to learn the Word of God, to memorize it. Um, so, if you want to go back in our previous episodes, you'll see that. But it's so important to know the word of God because there are certain things that we should not waver. We should not falter. We should know, and we should have them, you know, written in our hearts. Mm -hmm. But there's so many other things too, that this world is facing today that, um, we have to listen like Andrew said, and we have to push aside that idea that this affects me or this doesn't affect me. If you love your neighbor and it affects your neighbor, then it should affect you, mm-hmm. right? If you're loving your neighbor, your coworkers, you know, then it should impact you. And and maybe it doesn't directly, but knowing that they're going through something or that some something going on is impacting them, we should care. Yeah. We should care. Um and so, I think that those are just really important things to remember when we come to these things. And again, we need to shift our thinking and our culture from If I disagree with you, then, you know, we're against each other because that's not the case. And it's not a healthy way to go about life because we know, I mean, you can probably think of 10 things right now that you don't agree with your neighbor on. And that doesn't mean that you guys can't love each other. It doesn't mean you can't serve each other. It doesn't mean you can't pray for each other. And it doesn't mean you can't listen like Andrew said.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that impacts me the most is trying to listen with grace and mercy. Like when you don't agree with someone and they'll see eye to eye, you can still have gra- extend grace and mercy in that situation. And what I, what I mean by that is extending um, friendship, extending uh, an attitude of listening, even in a disagreement, you can still do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes work. You have to work at it. Um, but you can do that. And what I always go back to when I have these kind of conversations is under, trying to understand the magnitude of my salvation and the magnitude of how far I am from, from Christ and that he still died for me. So I have an, a disagreement with someone. How in the world am I able to judge them on one of these gray areas when their life experiences are different than me? When their culture is different than me? When, when their upbringing was different than me? Whatever it is, how am I able to judge them? Like he who you know cast the first stone type of thing. Like I cannot. Honestly do that and then look at Christ and say, I'm being like you. That is not the Christian way. You need to extend grace because of all the grace and mercy that God has showered on us, we should also be able to be that light and shower it on other people when we don't understand or disagree with them.
0: So we hope our conversation today has helped you think about during these kind of crazy times, how you can evaluate your sphere of influence, and you know how God truly calls us to be a light in the darkness, and we believe that that light can be strongest with the people that you spend the most time with, which is yourself. You know the people you live with, your family, and then extend that out to probably like your coworkers and your closest friends, yep. and um, that is where you know our light can shine the brightest um, in these current times with us being you know locked down and more at home. And, you know, we also hope that as you listen to our conversation today, you thought about some of those gray areas where we will disagree with people. And um, that just because we disagree with them doesn't mean we're against them. And, you know, we can get rid of that mentality and we can open our eyes and our empathy and our listening to engage with our neighbors even when we disagree. Thanks for listening with us today to this episode of the Be Together podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. We're going to have more episodes coming out. We are now getting kind of back into this after taking the month of June off.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for stopping by for the Be Together podcast.